From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report? Well, we hope, I always say, we hope this finds you well. We hope it certainly finds you better than we are today. I can't figure out if, if Black and Blue Report is black for the Saints, blue for the Pelicans like it normally is, or black and blue because of how we feel on this Monday. Ouch, yesterday the uh, Saints taking on the Jets. And then today, uh, producer Dan and I have a rough start to our Monday. You know, it was interesting, J.D., uh, producer Dan is starting to make the DMV like the hardware store is for me on a home project. You know, my rule is that for any project, there's going to be three trips to the hardware store. Just inevitable. It's, it's one, to go, think the, to go get what I think I need. Two, to go back and get what I should have gotten in the first place. And three, to take back the stuff that I actually didn't use. He's doing that with the DMV now. Yeah, that's what a little, that's it's a little dangerous. Three trips, right? It's three, tri- three trips to the DMV. Yeah. Okay. And he's still not done. Okay. Trying to get his his, his picture is going to be on the wall. I have, <laughs> like the post office <laughs> yes, or something. Like Avoid this office. guy. And then uh, it's somewhat of a miracle that we're even getting this show up today. Uh, with his problems, and then I have a nail in the tire today. So I was trying to say, I, I, you know, this is it. Because JD was going to be with me today. I was excited about that. JD always helps me look at things on the positive side. You do. Generally speaking. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you, have a, you're, you're, you have a more positive <laughs> attitude than I do. So after I got over the whole, I got a nail in my yeah. tire, I got to stop and get it fixed, and I'm going to be late to get Black and Blue Report done today, I thought to myself, well, now it's later in the morning, and my drive-in will be easy from the North Shore today. That's not going to happen. No. No. I, I had to deal with more people texting and driving and making illegal lane changes today, mid-morning, than I would do during during the rush hour. See, I'm surprised it just wasn't a jam over nothing because that usually happens this, just, this you know happen. there's a jam and when you get to the front it's like you know man i really pray that nobody's actually hurt and then you get up there and there's nothing and it's just people not driving which is i don't know if that's you know just here or everywhere but uh, i know it's a lot here a little case of the mondays going on here what about you yeah. everything okay with you oh, today? i'm good baby. you're good i'm good see, i'm, see, I'm good. back from he's always I'm good. back from scenic newark new jersey and uh survived to tell the tale you know so much fun we had there and uh but yeah it's always good to be home yeah no back home and back home uh this weekend for the football team yesterday everybody knows uh, of course the jets beat the saints 26 to 20 we'll talk about that today uh and also the pelicans uh this uh, monday we had a busy weekend around here um pelicans played twice saints of course on the road pelicans split they got their first one of the season on saturday night real big one against the uh, charlotte bobcats in which the uh, Pelicans, uh, for the first time, I know it's only three games, but for the first time, um, played a complete game, I think, on not only both ends of the floor, but for almost the whole 48 minutes. We're going to talk with Jason Smith uh, a little bit later on today's Black and Blue Report about that. The veteran forward uh, sat down uh, with myself after the game in the locker room on Saturday night, so I want to share that with you. 
As uh, per usual on Monday, we'll have uh, Sean Payton's Monday morning presser, and we'll uh, we'll uh, delve into more of about yesterday's game, and then start to turn the page and get ready for a huge primetime game against the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. With now each team uh, standing atop their division by one game, Carolina's breathing down your neck, uh, Saints fans, and Dallas has their own issues with the uh, the NFC East right now. And of course, JD here to break down his visit to uh, beautiful. The beautiful Garden State over the weekend. Oh, exactly. I mean, just Chamber of Commerce Day, you know, cloudy, windy, and cold. Just wait for the Super Bowl <laughs> February. Yeah, they're going to be right. – and no roof on the joint. So, right. uh, yeah, just, they're going to be just, real just, proud to have the Super Bowl right there. Just yeah. wait. All right, 26-20, final score against the Jets yesterday. Before we get into uh, some uh, post-game sound from yesterday's game and all that, let's get your thoughts, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. What would you take away from your your coverage yesterday? Well, mostly you heard guys talking about uh, small mistakes and, and, you know, penalties and, and, and turnovers and, and, you know, the inability to to manage the clock as well as they like and get in tempo and those kinds of things. But, I mean, the, the stark uh, statistic is that the Jets ran the football 36 times, 498 yards and two touchdowns. Um, that's not going to be a, a good day for many defenses on any given Sunday. So it's going to be tough if that's going to happen to you. So, you know, that's certainly an area the Saints have to shore up. And, and having to shore it up, knowing that you have to, because going into that game, you know, you knew the Jets didn't want to put the ball in Geno Smith's hands. He'd been sacked 28 times. He had 13 interceptions. And so he ends up play, playing a fairly clean game because he really isn't forced to have to throw the football. So, you know, the Saints never really made the Jets – one-dimensional from the standpoint of of the dimension they wanted to get them into. And the flip side is, and Coach Payton alluded to it, the Saints got a little one-dimensional. Um, 53 of their 66 offensive plays were pass plays. That's 80%, and that's that's just way too high. I mean, that's that's a lot of asking Drew Brees to drop back and the, the line to protect and the receivers to get in there to their routes. And, you know, generally, if you got to throw it, you know, 53 times, you know, History says that's not been a good statistic to have. And so, you know, you, you end up getting what the Saints end up getting, you know, 26-20 where they couldn't convert on third down very well, uh, didn't run the football a whole lot, uh, were successful with some deep passes early and took a 14-6 lead. And it looked like it was going to, you know, flip their way. But, you know, one tip ball off Nick Toon's hands, uh, it turns into a Jets pick. The Jets turn it into, you know, seven points. They go up 20-14 at halftime, and they pretty much kind of, you know, handle their business down the stretch by running the football and getting some opportunities to kick some field goals. I forget Nick Folk, their, their kicker, hadn't missed a kick yet this year. And uh, you certainly didn't expect him to miss any yesterday. And, uh, and and so that's what happened. I mean, they they were really, really physical in terms of running the football. Uh, and the Saints, uh, you know, some of it they said essentially was guys, you know, missing assignments, <clears throat> not fitting into the proper gap. And there were some instances where Chris Ivory, the former St. running back who ran for 139 yards, I think, yesterday, uh, some instances where he wouldn't be in touch until he was 10, 15 yards down the field. You can't have that and expect to be successful. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, on so many different levels with what you just said, pretty uh, pretty succinct right there. Can I just can I soapbox for just a second? Go ahead, man. Boy, did I hear it yesterday, and we're going to hear it all week, the Chris Ivory situation. He had a great day yesterday, okay? Look. This is just me. This Folks, is my opinion. Quit it. Quit it. Okay, yeah. Okay. This is just my opinion here. Chris Ivory is a nice ball carrier. He's a one-dimensional running back. Yes. He doesn't block well. Yes. He doesn't fit into any team's passing game, whether it's yes. here in New Orleans or with the New York Jets. Yes. Okay. And so 
in the grand scheme of things, he is not a f- saying. Why didn't we keep this guy? And yeah, that guy and do all this it, and that. And he's Look, not a fit for this team. He's not a fit for this system. He had a nice day. Yeah, he had a really nice day. Yes, and it hurt, and it's hard to watch. Yes. I, I get it, but in the grand scheme of things, let's not make Chris Ivory out to be more than what he is, mm-hmm. or a personnel decision to be more than what it was. Well, there's probably a reason why it's you know they're the Jets are nine games into the season and he hadn't had one of those days before yesterday well, yeah, I mean exactly. he hadn't been on the field right. for a reason and, and everybody's gonna sit here and say <laughs> oh well Sean and JD you work for the Saints and the <laughs> I'm just I'm being I'm being objective in this instance here well I think it you know I, that's an explanation we've had to give on several occasions and I think I had to do it you know once or twice yesterday where a guy just isn't a fit for your system. Now, yeah, sometimes he goes somewhere else and has some success, and and if, especially highlighted if he has that success against you. But that doesn't, you know, negate the fact that for your system, uh, he was not a good fit. He was not wonderful in the blitz pickup. He was not wonderful in pass protection. He was not a guy that you could throw that screen to like you can do with Darren Sproles and Pierre Thomas and get yardage that way. Unfortunately, he was not that guy for this system. He will be decent in a system where you can just turn around and hand it to him, you know, 20, 25 times maybe. But then again, you know, he's a guy who historically with the Saints anyway, put it on the ground a few times and, you know, had difficulty staying healthy. So that those are some of the reasons why the, the franchise felt he was expendable. And John Jenkins ended up coming with that pick that they got from the Jets. And John Jenkins has helped this defense tremendously this season. All right. On the flip side, one thing that did drive me nuts yesterday, penalties. Nine yeah, of them. That's that's one of those things that, you know, when, when, when John Payton's talking about cleaning things up, that's one of those things he's talking about cleaning up, especially when you get into a situation where, you know, you're committing penalties after you have successful plays. Um those are things that grate on a coach's nerves, and on, certainly they grate on the nerves of a fan base. And the Saints had nine of them yesterday, had eight against New England. And when they get that high, you know, they break momentum. It's not necessarily if you get nine for 140 yards, but it's the nine that continue to break momentum for you. And that happened several instances yesterday for the Saints. Quarterback Drew Brees shared that lament post-game yesterday. They played very well, you know, but you, you walk out of this game and say, um, yeah, these penalties, you know, hurt us. Um, certainly, man, had we just had a, a little bit better, you know, oppor- we felt like opportunities were there, and yet we just were not able to take advantage of them for one reason or another, um, timing off or whatever you want to call it. All right, so John DeShazer with the other microphone. I'm Sean Kelly. Jason Smith still to come. Head coach Sean Payton still to come on today's Black and Blue Report and more from that guy, Drew Brees, coming up. We'll have a little bit more as we wrap up uh, – Let's see. Well, the eighth game of the season, six and two, halfway through. More on that in a moment. Back in a minute. All Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and pick the games you want to watch at the newly renovated New Orleans Arena. With our five-game flex plan presented by Mannings, we have a ticket plan for every fan. 
Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. And with the purchase of every plan, you'll receive a free $25 Manning's gift card while supplies last. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. 26-20, final score yesterday. Jets over the Saints. Saints now stand at 6-2 halfway through. Um, your comfortable lead in the NFC South, down to one game. But all in all, I'll take 6-2. and two. Yeah, there's been some ebb and flow, especially with Carolina um, catching fire here, uh, up to 5-3. and three. In the standings and the Saints being six and two. But yeah, if you told me going into the season the Saints would be six and two at the midway point, I think anybody would have taken it. So, you know, I understand they've lost two out of the last three. And those two have been on the road. And so, you know, the team gets to come back home and hopefully rectify that situation. But look, the Saints are two and two on the road. Both of those losses have been by less than a touchdown. They're not falling apart. <laughs> you know, let's take six and two and look at it for what it is because Overall, in the grand scheme, you know, as as Sean Payton's mentor and, you know, maybe idol would say Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. And right now, the record says they're 6-2, and two, and that's pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You're going to have to be better starting with be, Dallas yeah, this weekend. You're going to have to be better in, in several areas. Yes. But you'll take 6-2 and two with the opportunity to improve rather than 2-6 and six with the opportunity to improve. Yeah, the next four will tell us everything else we need to know. Okay, we heard from Drew Brees in the first segment. More from uh, number nine. Some of the things that he thought went wrong yesterday against the Jets. Yeah, the uh, the penalties hurt certainly. I think we had nine penalties today, and just felt like they came at some pretty inopportune times. Um, offensively, you know, as we were trying to get something going, and then it just put us into some tough second and third, you know, down situations, um, especially there at the end. So I looked to that. I looked to. Um, just the start of the game, some of the, just the, um, you know, we, 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 we had to t- use the timeout early, the delay of game, just kind of the you know, lack of tempo and, and rhythm and that kind of thing. It, it just took a little while. Credit to them. You know, they, they, they played uh, very, very well, both sides of the ball, but certainly defensively. Um, and i uh, got to give them credit. And we talked about the two losses at 6-2. and two. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're both up east. And outdoors against uh, teams on the uh, in the on the eastern seaboard there, uh, and Drew Brees talked about needing to improve play on the road uh, in light of those two losses at New England at New York. You know we, we we've come on the road here twice up here and two hard fought games against two you know good football teams New England and the Jets and um, unfortunately you know come down to the fourth quarter and we just haven't 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 been able to get the win. Um, so we know there's going to be more of these in the future and. Um, just to make sure that we kind of right the ship in regards to how you come on the road out here and, and get those W's. Finally, John, before we kind of wrap up the uh, the week, uh, yesterday's game, at least as far as you and I are concerned, Jonathan Vilma back yesterday. Um, good for the defense, right timing, would you think? Well, yeah, considering who they were playing and what they wanted to accomplish defensively, you know, the more linebackers, especially the more inside linebackers and one with his intelligence, the merrier. He only played, I think, uh, maybe 10 or 11 snaps, he said. So, you know, it wasn't a heavy work day, but, you know, having linebackers available for a team that wanted to run the football was was the plan. Yeah, I love the fact that Vilma and Lofton are going to be on the field maybe at times together, but at least in the same rotation. That's that's fantastic because I think Lofton has been special through the first half of the season. We talked about the Jets running the ball, and that's one thing that uh, Jonathan Vilma had a front row seat to yesterday. You know, I think they did a very good job of figuring out how to run the ball. 
And, you know, it's easy to just say, hey, run, we're going to run the ball. But I think they, they made a conscious effort this week to, to figure out what's going to work for them, how they're going to get Ivory the ball and, and get some positive yards and some positive plays. Um, I think they did a good job with Josh Cribbs as well. So, you know, they did a really good job really s scheming us and figuring out how they're going to get some positive yards running this ball. All right, J.D., I need to let you go because you've got to go across the way. Sean Payton's uh, Monday morning presser, which we will share highlights from on this very program, the Black and Blue Report, as it comes up early afternoon. Thank you, sir. Welcome home. Always good to be here. Always good to be home. Yes, and uh, get yourself ready for prime time on Sunday night. Well, prime time Sunday night, and i got a little work to do on Tuesday and Friday also. Yes, so. I will see you there for the Pelicans. That's right. That's right. Uh, home so. Tuesday, road Wednesday, home Friday. That home Friday game, by the way, is against the Lakers. And it is a guy's night out promotion. Keep that in mind. That's a great deal. The two tickets, the two pint glasses, the whole nine yards. It's a whole package at a great price. You can get that at pelicans.com. Speaking of the Pelicans, winners on Sunday night against the Charlotte Bobcats. In just one minute, I'll share with you my postgame visit with Jason Smith. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Saints head coach Sean Payton's Monday morning press conference, at least uh, bits and pieces of it still to come later on this Black and Blue Report. Sean Kelly back with you here from Studio B on Airline Drive. You can follow on Twitter at Sean Kelly Live. You can also check in with uh, Daniel Salerson, our producer and studio host for the Pelicans. I'm going to get this right at some point. At D Salerson on Twitter. And of course, the uh, show's Twitter account is at Black Blue Report. No ands, just at Black Blue Report reports uh let's let's uh let's throw out the mailbag for the monty williams show let's say starting tomorrow diesel is that fair let's not touch on that today uh pelicans wise a good win on saturday night uh they blew out the bobcats at home 105 84 now one and two on this uh, young season uh, played well on both ends of the floor as a matter of fact and not only did the pelicans shoot much much better 49 percent for the game hit seven threes hitting 54 percent of those shots uh, they were also fantastic at the free throw line, 86%. 25 points for Anthony Davis. Uh, he almost had his third straight double-double to uh, start the season. But, man, listen to these numbers. Uh, this is probably better. 25 points, uh, eight rebounds, five on the defensive end, four assists, six steals, six block shots. His six block shots were a part of a franchise record 18 block shots for the team. Also with five, or, you know, Davis had six, five each for Greg Steemsma and for Jason Smith. That tied a career high for him, and it's a topic of this visit as we had post game in the locker room over at New Orleans Arena. 
All right, so we've visited twice now after games this season. Uh, everybody seems to be in a much better mood after this one here tonight. Yeah, we had a good effort uh, coming off a of back-to-back. We knew that we had to come out with some uh, intensity. Uh, that just wasn't us last night. Um, I think uh, this is a good game to get our feet back underneath us. Uh, we played hard. We played aggressive. Uh, we played good defense, protected the rim. Uh, we got out and ran in transition, and we really played our style of basketball tonight. Uh, I'm sure you know this now, but you guys made franchise history tonight. 18 block shots. 18 block shots is is good for us. Um, that's a lot of block shots, but we we, we have to do that. Uh, we got to protect the rim. No easy no easy baskets. Um, it, it was a great defensive night for us tonight. How did you all get that going? I mean, I, I know it's a you can have a good night, but that's an extraordinary night. Does it kind of just come your way, or does it get contagious? How's that go? I think it's uh, right time, right place. Um, Anthony's obviously a great shot blocker. Uh, myself, I just try and hold my own down there. Um, Greg Steensman, he's a great basket protector. Um, we just try and go out there and play hard. Uh, usually our defensive assignments really kind of put us in a place to make a, make a play, and uh, I think we did that tonight. Five for you. Um, that ties your career high. I should have looked it up, but I didn't. Do you remember the last time you had five? I think it was with the Sixers. It was my rookie year. I was one of the first games, and I was just so amped up, and I was going all over the place and blocking shots here and blocking shots there. So it was a good night for me tonight, but it was a great team win for us. It was, uh, it was a way to get back on track. Uh, you never want to start the season 0-2, but we got a big win tonight at home, and, and we got to keep it going. After last night's game, the film session, Coach could have hammered you guys pretty good. But from what I'm hearing is he kind of took more of the let's talk about the things that we do well route. And even went back to the preseason, I guess it worked. Yeah, he, uh, he really focused on uh, what, we, what we did good in the preseason to, uh, to give us such good success then. We had to get back to that. We had to push it in transition. We had to protect the basket. We couldn't, uh, couldn't take the ball out of the net every time and expect to get good opportunities in transition and fast break. I think we really... Uh, Really up the tempo tonight. Uh, we played really well. Getting uh, they did get a shot and it and it went in. We did a really good job of uh, getting out quick, um, getting it out of bounds, and then pushing it ahead, hitting it ahead to the guards so they could attack the rim. Uh, something that we're going to have to do every night. But uh, we had great output from Tyreek. Uh, he really brought his game today, Anthony as well. Um, it's just so many different guys that give us so many different offensive threats, and we have to have that if we want to be successful. Jason. Not every night's going to be as bad as it was Friday night, and not every night's going to be as good as it was in the first quarter against uh, Charlotte. So finding that, I guess, that right spot, what's a good consistent spot for you all? What, what would feel more right for this group? Well, we really have to uh, – we can't overlook any team. Um, we have to continue to, to work hard in practice. I know Coach is going to hold us accountable. Uh, continue to work and uh, – just take it a game at a time, a quarter at a time, and then really stick to our defensive principles and go out there and get it done. Different teams have different identities. When they seem to find that identity and are able to stick with it, they have a lot of fun. Where would this team have its most fun? Uh, we really have to have our identity as a defensive team. As long as we uh, control the defensive end, we can get out and push the ball, uh, really get easy layups for Eric and Tyreek. Uh, Al Farouk, runs the floor better than most people in the NBA. And, uh, really have to stick to those things if we want to be successful. It'll be Monday during the Black and Blue Report that they hear our visit today. So let's look ahead just a touch. Another back-to-back -back coming. Give me kind of your general 30,000 feet thoughts on a week that will feature Phoenix, Memphis, Los Angeles. We really got to take care of our bodies. Um, 
just it, really take care of our bodies and take it a game at a time. Um, we want to go out there and play hard, but we have to play smart. Uh, take it at a quarter at a time. We want to hold teams to 23 points in a quarter and, and really get out and run in transition, um, get some defensive stops so we, we're able to run in transition, but don't look too far ahead and just take it a game at a time. Here's to a good week. Yes, sir. Jason Smith, thanks. All right, congratulations to Jason Smith and the Pelicans on getting their first win of the season on Saturday. They're back in action tomorrow night at New Orleans Arena against the Phoenix Suns. Tickets are available. The week continues with a road game Wednesday at Memphis and then back home Friday against the Los Angeles Lakers. Tickets available for that one as well as Pau Gasol and company uh, rolling after a two-point win at home last, yes, yes, yeah, last night against the Atlanta Hawks. They're on the road through Texas and to us this week and so we'll meet up with the lake show on friday should be good all right coming up next we'll uh, take you over across the parking lot to the saints indoor practice facility sean payton set to go for his monday morning presser we'll share some of that with you here shortly okay you've just been told you have a serious heart issue congestive heart failure a valve problem a complex rhythm disorder now what at Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Okay, as promised, uh, here's some... uh Sean Payton's Monday morning presser, the Saints head coach today, talking about primarily yesterday's game against the New York Jets. There was very little looking ahead to Dallas. I think we're a little early on that schedule, and certainly that'll pick up in earnest on Wednesday, and that includes injury updates. I know a lot of times on Monday we want to hear about different guys, probably especially Darren Sproles today, but those updates won't come from Coach Payton until Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock, and of course that'll be up first on NewOrleansSaints.com. All right, so here's how it started this morning. Here's head coach Sean Payton speaking to the media over at the indoor practice facility late this morning. You know, I think early in the game, you know, we, we had a little bit of momentum field position-wise. I, I thought uh, that kind of slipped away uh, towards the end of the second quarter and into the second half. Um, yeah, I think fundamentally we've got to do a better job uh, starting with us as coaches, myself, and the rest of the staff, you know, there's some things that that we saw on this tape that were a little different than some of the uh, prior games. And so, just some of the base fundamentals of blocking, tackling, uh, securing the football, you know, the proper depth on routes. Um, th- those are some things that uh, that were apparent. So, um, we'll have a you know a full week schedule here with the Sunday night game to to make those corrections. Um, I thought in the first half the, the the clock was an issue. A lot of that's on me getting the play in, 
<clears throat> they're a team defensively that does a lot, you know, so we're going to try to do a lot at the line of scrimmage with protections. So we had the timeouts, delays, and that, that's not, uh, you know, something that that's that's good, obviously, and it's not something that uh, has been like us. So we've, we've got to clean that up. Um, there were two, I think, two key situations in that game, uh, you know, certainly the third and one um, where they call the timeout and then we run a play on third and one and then the fourth down play that uh, gets thrown for a loss. That sequence um, hurt us, obviously. I thought the sequence at the end of the second quarter where we were able to create some field position, we had them backed up on the two-yard line and then Chris is able to make a big run. Uh, those are, that's a pretty big change of field position. Um, Thought in the kicking game, you know, we, we didn't we didn't cover as well. Cribs had some some good returns. We weren't able to get much going. Uh, we played Cadet as a kick returner with Darren's absence, and then Lance filled in as the punt returner. Um, I don't know that the opportunities existed so much in the punt return game, just based on the uh, type of punts we got. But uh, we didn't win that battle uh, when it was. With regards to field position, when you look at just measuring our kick, kick return versus theirs, um, so listen, it's a, it's a tough loss. And, and I said yesterday, I thought the Jets uh, deserved to win that game. They played better than we did, and uh, we've got to do a better job coaching, playing. Uh, we'll start that this week when the players come in. We've got an important game this week against Dallas, and kind of go from there. All right, so certainly, as John and I discussed earlier today, the Saints wouldn't be pleased this morning about how their run defense went yesterday. Coach Payton talked about that today as well. There's games where you play, and, and you, you, look, stopping the run's important for us. It starts with that defensively, and we've gotten a lead. Maybe a team's become a little bit more one-dimensional. Uh, the thing that's disappointing about yesterday is, you know, we knew – getting off the bus. This was a team that was going to run the football and they knew they were going to run the football. I think everyone at MetLife Stadium knew they were going to run the football and, and we weren't able to stop them. So that's that's you know that's frustrating and, and we've got to look uh, at why and, and make those corrections. There were two other things that Coach Payton talked about today that I thought was worthy of getting into the black and blue report here early for you uh, on this Monday afternoon. Certainly you can get the whole thing on NewOrleansSaints.com later, but there were two other things. One, he talked about his offensive lines play yesterday, and the other thing is he talked about how it came down to a couple plays kind of almost as usual. I know that a lot of you have been talking about boring fields, tip balls, that have been catched, or the game could have turned around. Coach talks about that. I'm going to share both of those thoughts with you in our next segment. So give me a one-minute timeout here. We'll be back to wrap up the Black and Blue Report and get you those final thoughts from Coach Payton in just a moment. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. 
This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around, we got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. All right, let's talk about the offensive line, or rather yet, let's let head coach Sean Payton talk about the offensive line and how he thought they played yesterday in New York. The offensive line play, uh, he's got a lot of company with, with a lot of other groups yesterday. Uh, I thought we blocked the run well. I thought it became challenging for them with regards to the type of game we played. So, uh, uh, sure, is that an area that we want to be more consistent in? Uh, it is, and yet... It, it would be the same way on the other side of the ball with the defensive line play in the same way with uh, wide receiver tight end defensive backs and uh, it'd be real hard looking at that tape that I just watched to pull out a, a position group uh, or omit coaches or and, and specifically say this is you know this is the reason they, they didn't have success in New York um, but I know it's Monday and that's that's what you guys do. And finally, I know this is not all of it because it was about 25 minutes worth of stuff, but uh, the other thing I wanted to share with you on Black and Blue Report today was what Coach said. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting what he said, I guess, about some of the key plays of the game. You know, as usual, looking back, those, those tipped ball plays are either fall and kill a drive or get intercepted or there's some swing plays in NFL games. And especially after you go back and look at the film on Monday, boy, they really stand out. And uh, sometimes four to six plays can go a long way in determining the outcome of an NFL game. Once again, head coach Sean Payton. There's four, five, six plays that you could look at that are significant. I just mentioned the, the long run, minus two, where Ivory brings it out uh, and all of a sudden is on our end of the 50. Um, sure, there's some tips in that game. There's some, some plays maybe that we have a chance to make a play on. Jabari comes close on uh, on a, like a trap coverage and so but that's 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 the game you know that's that's typically what happens after each week in a win or a loss you can point to six or seven specific situations that you don't know it at that very moment but looking back at it become very pivotal in, in regards to the outcome of the game so um, you know, those are the things when we kind of talk about the details you're constantly trying to work on so they go in your favor. All right, so those are the highlights really from today's Monday morning press conference with uh, Sean Payton. Again, all of it can be found later on today at NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, John DeShazer and I will have some thoughts and uh, play some of the video from that uh, press conference for you later on during a New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. Uh, otherwise, a usual Monday for the Saints. Guys getting treatment. Guys doing their weight work, their conditioning work, positional meetings and whatnot. Then uh, quiet tomorrow and back to work in preparation for the Dallas Cowboys starting on Wednesday. And we'll really start picking things up there on Wednesday as well. Our thanks to John DeShazer for stopping by today. Producer Dan, of course, Jason Smith of the New Orleans Pelicans. More basketball to come your way on tomorrow's program. Hope that you all have a good rest of your Monday. The sun's out now. Uh, I'm going to put the morning behind me. And, uh, and enjoy the rest of it, and I hope you do too. So until tomorrow, noon central, right here on all these different avenues to get the Black and Blue Report, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. 
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.